0: Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. I don't know about you, but one of my favorite series that I really enjoyed on television and in the books is called Little House on the Prairie by Laura Inger Wilder. It's a great series about people exploring the early development of the United States and moving into places that were very rural. Well, when they were back in those times and they had to find their way to their new living abode... Well, when those first wagons arrived at the prairie, it was wide open. There weren't any trails yet. So the first wagon had to make a choice. Hmm, which way do we go? And it went a certain way, it headed out west, and then the next wagon came along and said, Which way do we go? Well, it's a lot harder to start a new trail than it is to go on one that already pre existed. So they went on the trail that the previous wagon went on, then the next one, then the next one. So with time, there creates a trail, a trail to the west. And each wagon keeps going on that same trail because it's a lot easier. It's used to it. They've been there before. They're going to do it again. But let's say for whatever reason, this wagon trail is leaving to Death Valley instead of the beautiful Pacific Ocean. Well, that's not a good thing. So when one wagon finally figures it out and says, okay, if I take this trail, I'm going to end up in Death Valley. Not good. I have to start a new trail well, the problem with that is it sounds great, but it's a lot harder to start a new trail than it is to go on an old trail. So if it starts on that new trail, it's going to be very attractive to head towards that old trail, even though it's going to Death Valley. It's just hard to create a whole new trail to the Pacific Ocean. But once it's done and then it's done again and then it's done again, guess what? That new trail heading to the Pacific Ocean will be the one that everyone takes. And that old trail leading to Death Valley will Will be covered up and go away, wither away with time. Now you may be astutely wondering, what the heck does this have to do with happiness? Well, let me explain. We have what's called a set point for happiness. Whatever level of happiness we're at, what's going to happen is when events externally change, we're pretty much going to go back to our level of happiness. In the research literature, this became popular when we began to research lotto winners and discovered that, hmm, within a few months, they were back to their level of happiness even though they had won millions of dollars. But then we also looked at people that had broken their backs and were in wheelchairs, and the same thing happened. Within a few months, they were back to the level of happiness they had been at prior to breaking their back. We seem to have a pretty strong internal compass towards happiness. Whatever level of happiness or sadness we're at, we're going to ping it. We're going to stay there no matter what. The same thing is true for our weight whatever weight we're at, we tend to stay there. I mean, it may creep up or creep down over the years, but pretty much it's gonna stay the same. And that's why when we go on those crass course diets, we head back to our original weight because our body says, nope, I wanna go back to where I'm at. That's a lot easier, even though it may be harder on our bodies, but it's easier. Now, science is very good at describing what happens, but we wanna know why it happens. So let me today explore why it happens and how we can change it. Let's start with weight, because it's a little easier concept for us to understand. So let's say someone goes on a crash course diet, and they lose a lot of weight over, say, a few months. It's exciting. They're excited. But what happened was they changed a lot of habits, and it's like creating a new wagon trail to the West. It was very challenging. It was very hard, and they hadn't done it for very long. So the propensity is to go back to the old wagon trail to eat the way they used to eat, to eat the amount they used to eat. And that combination makes it to so their weight comes back to what it used to be because they like that. They're used to that and they go back to that. And we really just get used to things. If we're used to having donuts and say coffee every morning for breakfast, and we switch to oatmeal and say some green juice, we may think, "Blah, that tastes terrible. But the good news is with time, we really can change these habits our weight habits. The problem with it is it just takes time. And a lot of times we just want to throw in the towel, and say, I'm done. I'm going to go back to the way it was. It was just a lot easier. Well, again, with weight, the problem with it is, and we're heavy and we struggle and we have health problems and it just doesn't go well. But if we hang in there, get good support, we can lose that weight, keep it off. And the good news is we can change our set point for weight so that we're used to now eating healthy food Our body's used to that exercise and yoga every day. So let's say we're traveling and our only options seem to be donuts and coffee one morning. We're going to go, bleh. We're just not going to like it. Probably skip our breakfast that morning instead of eating that because we just get used to anything. And that's where it's called a set point when we can change it. But it's a lot of work. Again, go back to my prairie example. Initially, going on a new trail is hard. It's really hard. But with time, it gets easier. And guess what? With time the old trail gets harder. It now gets worn over, and if we went back to that one, it would be pretty hard. So that's the great news. We really can change it. But now let's get to happiness. Now when I'm referring to happiness, I'm talking about the overall state we have throughout the day. I'm not talking about thrills. Yes, thrills can change our state of happiness. Absolutely. Drugs can too. They're both brief, they're intermittent, and they won't last. That's why it's kind of irrelevant. But what matters is our natural state, the one that we stay at throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout our lives. That's the one we really want to focus on. So what the research is showing us, it tends to stay the same throughout our lives. I mean, it may go up and down somewhat during our lives, but it's pretty permanent. Whatever level of happiness we're at right now in our natural kind of standing state, that's the one we're probably going to die with. So why is that? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Isn't happiness a state that changes? I mean, it seems that way. I mean, sometimes we are happier than others. Why is that? But if we look at overall, overall, we do have a state of happiness or depression. I think we can all, if we reflect a little bit, find that to be quite true. If you're really honest when you're on vacation, I mean, it's fun to be on vacation, but if you pause and reflect, you're going to say, hmm, you know, I'm not as happy as I thought I was. I'm enjoying this, but when I'm quiet, when I'm sitting here, when I'm not inebriated, I'm still bringing with me myself. And that's self is somewhat depressed. Hmm. You see what's happening is we're actually reinforcing our current state of happiness or sadness all day long. It's exactly like eating. If we stop eating, of course, we're going to lose weight, but we eat all day long. or we exercise or don't exercise throughout the day? And we have habits. We also have happiness habits and those affect us and they reinforce the state that we're at. And when we change them, We're uncomfortable. And for the most part, we as humans like to be comfortable. We don't like change. It's hard. It makes us sore. So we go back to our natural state. It's that wagon trail to the West. It's a lot easier to go where it's gone before. So let's just go there before because it's just a lot easier. So let's say we're kind of a morose, gloomy person right now. And that's why we're listening to this happiness podcast. Well, What's happening is that we're actually reinforcing that throughout the day. Again, what do I mean by that? Well, in order to maintain that state of gloominess and sadness, we have to have things that keep feeding it. And the main thing that feeds us is our mind, is our thoughts throughout the day. What are we thinking throughout the day? Do we see the glass is half full or half empty? Negative depressed people will see the glass is half full. They will also though spend a lot of time in negative things. We may overall, if we're healthier, maybe watch uh, five, ten minutes of news a day to keep up what's going on in the world. A depressed person may watch two to three hours a day on the news and think about it another five throughout the day. And that just leads to unhappiness or the music we listen to or the television shows we watch. Do we watch ones that are uplifting or do we watch ones that make fun of each other, cut people down and have gross, grotesque pictures and images in them that we get to go to bed with and have in our dreams? they all affect us. Everything matters. And because everything matters, like all the food we eat matters, we have to ask ourselves is how am I reinforcing my state of happiness or unhappiness? Because why it's staying there is because it's getting reinforced every single day. And it seems simple. Well, if we don't feel happy, why don't we just change it? But what happens is we're uncomfortable. That's the main reason we don't change it because to change it, causes discomfort. Again, think of exercise or food. When we change our eating habits, it's uncomfortable. When we change our exercise habits from being lazy to perhaps exercising every day, it's initially quite uncomfortable. It's the same way with happiness. Let me use an example. I just came back from a weekend up at Sequoia's National Park. It's beautiful up there. But the one thing they didn't have, they didn't have any internet connection there at all. There was a small pocket in the hotel I stayed at that had a little bit, but pretty much everywhere you went, there was no internet reception at all. And let's say you're an internet junkie. You just love the internet. You're on your phone all the time, constantly talking to people, watching YouTube videos, listening to music and going all the time. You get up there and you don't have that, you're going to have withdrawals. At first it may seem actually quite pleasant, but after a while, you're gonna say, I don't like this, I, I, I find this is boring. I mean, really, this is just boring. There's nothing to do but smell the flowers and see trees. I mean, this is just not good. But others of us, like myself, find being up there so peaceful. And it's a place that I love to go and go regularly in nature. And I really wanna avoid us to be judgmental here. That is not the point. The point of it is, there's just consequences to our choices. If we wake up every day and love our coffee and donuts, then that's what we're going to enjoy. We're going to keep doing that. It will have consequences to our weight. It's going to be larger. We're going to be heavier, but we enjoy it. It's the same way with unhappiness. I mean, if we like to be around angry people, if we have a lot of disagreements, if we like to fight, if we like to watch shows that are violent, if we like to listen to music that's caustic and critical, I mean, there's no way that's going to not affect us and that's our choice. But if we're listening to this podcast and say, Hmm, you know, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being angry. I want to change that. Then what's going to happen is we do need to make choices. And, you know, they're not even super complicated choices. I mean, we all kind of know what's good for us when we eat and what isn't good for us when we eat. It's Mm -hmm. the same way mentally. I mean, watching shows of violence, listening to news of negativity versus being in nature, meditating, being still, being around people that are loving, having positive thoughts. They both have consequences and we are attracted towards one. We're used to one and not the other. If we want to change that, we need to work towards change. And that change, number one, going back to the prairie is going to be hard at first, quite hard. Whatever we're used to, we are used to. We are just creatures of habit. That's why the set point for happiness is so strong. So if we're ready, if we decide to begin to change our set point to happiness, it is going to be hard at first. That's why I've created this happiness podcast. It has very specific things that we can do now over 120 episodes of things that we can do to change our set point to happiness and we can increase it. But the hard part about it is it is going to be hard at first because we are reinforcing our happiness, our unhappiness state throughout the day, all day long. And changing that going down a different prairie trail can be quite challenging at first, but we can do it. If we work towards it, if we commit to it, we can truly have beautiful lives. We just have to acknowledge that everything we do matters. And let's start doing things that create beauty, that create happiness and peace in our lives and stop doing things that create discord, disharmony, and unhappiness in our lives. We can do it. We can truly have beautiful lives if we work at it and we can do that. Thank you for joining me on the happiness podcast. If you are enjoying these podcasts, I'd love a review from you. You can leave one on iTunes or you can go to happinesspodcast.org. You'll see an icon there called testimonials. Just click on it, follow it through, and it will leave you three places where you can leave reviews until next time. Accept what is, love what is. I love helping people improve their lives. I really deeply believe that all of us can have beautiful lives if we work at it, but it is work. And that's why I create this podcast to help people improve their lives. But the other thing I do, which you may not know, is I love speaking in person to people. I do this two ways. One is through my private practice, but the other way is through being hired by companies to come in, spend a half day or a day, giving a three-hour workshop, helping the employees improve. And when their lives improve, they're better employees, and the overall culture of the company is enhanced too. Because even if we are successful working for a company, and we're getting paid well, and everything seems to be okay if we're not happy, or if the culture of the company isn't positive, it's going to wear on everyone, including the employees. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that there are very specific things that we can do to improve that. And that's what I love doing is helping people improve their lives. So perhaps if you have a company, or if you work for a company and you're interested in bringing me in, then perhaps just consider bringing me in. And let's work together to improve the overall culture of the company so that everyone can be there with a smile. If you're interested in learning more about this, just go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. Peace.